I don't know what's happening. Can you hear it now? Is it in the room with you now? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's, it's... Give us a sign. Give us a sign. Spit in my mouth. <laughs> God. What were you telling me about uh, alien disclosure? Oh, I'm not talking about it on the podcast. You're not going to fucking get me locked up in the loony bin again. Fucking trying to fucking get us on some kind of list, Hunter? Yeah. I was I'm a- telling you, I, I've i never trusted him ever since he had that blue sticker on the oh, back of Oh, you motherfucker. It was for protection. Yeah, uh-huh. from who? From the fucking uh-huh. cops. You're not going to yeah. get pulled over if you have a back to blue tape thing. Uh-huh. In my car, the inspection was out. It didn't fucking reverse. It was covered in band stickers already. Dirty as fuck. Like, they were going to pull my car over. Them band stickers, though, like, they probably didn't think it was back to blue. They just thought it was, like, tape on the fucking back window that you were too lazy to take off after the first one broke. Just to hold it together? Yeah. Now, that's what I thought. But apparently, no. They know. I'd like to try to, like to see you put that tape on there now, though. Fuck no. Stand for your beliefs. Yeah. I don't. Those are not my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Sure, buddy. Pig kisser. <laughs> it's your pigs with that mouth. Trying to talk about aliens and shit. Fucking aliens, right? I thought it was funny when you were just like, like, Elliot, what do you think about aliens? Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> uh, like, I don't... I mean... I believe in them, and I believe in all the conspiracies, whatever you got, X-Files stuff, blah, blah, blah. I'm a 90s kid, but um, you have to do something crazy to keep my interest. It's like, we got this footage of a fucking flying saucer, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, so, seen it. Seen it. Seen it. You don't know what that is. We're going to change the name of what a UFO is. Okay, that doesn't change the fact that's a UFO. I believe in all the conspiracy theories. All of them. Even the ones that contradict each other. Especially them. There's like a hierarchy in my brain. I'm like ghost stories? Talking about ghost stories? All right. All right. That's cool. Whatever. Someone's like Bigfoot. I'm like, yeah, I believe in it. What about it? I'm okay. Yeah. And then they're all like, Chupacabra. I'm like, okay, what's up? And then they're all like, hey, Skinwalker. I'm like, let's talk. God. You have like, like a passion for like Native American cryptids. Because they're real. That's how you know they're real. If it's from Mexico <laughs> or Native Americans, it's just real. I yeah. listen to fucking ghost stories all day long at work. Yeah, I don't even listen to music like the first two thirds of the day. It's just fucking ghost stories. But um it was just me and the kid were hanging out and uh I put together like the stroller that she got for her birthday for her dolls. So I put it together for her and she's like, let's go, you know, walking around and the stroller. I'm like, okay, where you want to go? She's like the graveyard. I'm like, all right. So there is this cemetery, like two blocks away from a house that I never, never went to. Cause I drove by and it's like behind the church, but in this like neighborhood of houses. So it's just like this like lot that would be like two houses, but it's just like a cemetery with like these like small graves. So I was like, that's probably like, you know, rinky dinky bullshit. 
So I go there. Some of the graves are like fairly old, like early 1900s, late 1800s. So it was bigger and older than I thought. And took got some cool pictures and stuff. And she's just like wheeling her dolls around the cemetery in this stroller. And they had a sign for the, the Martin Cemetery and Crematorium. And in the back of the cemetery is this fucking small-ass building with this big-ass chimney. It's a fucking crematorium. That's fucking awesome. I did not know that there's a crematorium in my neighborhood. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Is that uh, what that smell is? <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy shit. And, like, the kid is like, we are out there for, like, probably over an hour. And it was, like, super hot yesterday. So she's all, like, getting hot. And she's like, let's go. And, and she's like, yeah. I was like, you walk back to the car. I'm going to go try to check out this crematorium. <laughs> It's got like this like big fucking like vent in the front and this like kind of like pipe, big one single pipe chimney in the top. And then like there's like a like a glass door that I guess that you can walk into. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I just want to like fuck around in here real bad. But <laughs> I don't know, I'm probably going to take some more pictures. Bad. Yeah, I was like a fucking it's a goddamn crematorium in my neighborhood. Behind this fucking church in this fucking cemetery. That's fucking insane. I like. I didn't even know that was a thing that they still did or had. But I guess it makes sense logically. Yeah, people still get cremated. I remember. Uh, this goes back to one of those stories of uh, when I said one of the happiest days when I woke up for school and it was the um, the Heaven's Gate suicide on TV. Another happy day I woke up to go to school. I believe I was in high school. Was when they busted that Georgia crematorium for fraud because they I guess their burners went out they didn't fix them so but they were still operating so they get the bodies and they would burn wood and give wood ash to the families but then to dispose of the bodies they just chuck them in the woods behind the crematorium and so the cops like busted in and, like shut them <laughs> oh down oh my and, god and yeah That's and the wood crazy That's nuts woods, yeah the woods behind the crematorium was full of hundreds of dead bodies like hundreds of them, and like they were like they said, like trees are growing out of the middle of them and stuff, and they were just like in 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 these woods, just like laid out like all these fucking bodies that they just chucked back there. I think they actually did an episode of Law and Order on it. Something Jesus like that. Christ, dude! Ripped, ripped from the headlines, but it was uh, the crematorium that had all the fucking dead bodies in the back, and I was like, this is some fucking awesome news. Jesus, it's gonna be a good day. Yeah, <laughs> gonna be a good day. Shit was hilarious. That is Grandma, where's my backpack? Oh my <laughs> I can't wait to go to school today. Woo! <laughs> yeah, just walking through the house. Y'all sleep at that cream tour on TV? <laughs> sleep at that cream tour? Hell yeah. Shit don't work, boy. I fucking from woods full of my but oh my god, can you imagine I I would I would I would cut off a foot just to like be like the, <laughs> the kid that's just like you know, prancing around the forest, just like do 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 do, and just like going into the woods and just like just uncover a trip fucking over a body, you know, land, a trip over a body and land on another one, and then one yeah. falls on you. I'm just, just like land on a fucking pile of them, hundreds hundreds of corpses in this fucking woods that they that and then like they gave fake ashes to hundreds of families that buried them and like have them in their house and stuff like that. That's fucking insane. Yeah, they got the fucking shit suit out of them. <laughs> the shit suit. <laughs> that teaching lady better watch out because I'm in a mood today. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Little Elliot, I would fucking, I would watch that show. Fuck. Oh Y'all best get to learn because I'm jazzed up. <laughs>
I would like to see you as a big mouth character because it would like a, like a little kid version of you as a big mouth character. Just morbid as fuck. Yeah. Y'all can cancel recess because I don't have mine. <laughs> oh, by the way, welcome to Cult of Horror, everybody. Your favorite Ooh. barely weekly, barely horror related podcast. Barely, barely favorite. For- Your barely favorite. My name's Hunter. This is Eric or Catfish. Yo. And then we have Dad or Elliot. Corpses. Corpses. Corpse boy over here. Speaking of that, Elliot, how do you have the fucking time? Because you always have so many different pictures from different graveyards, different cemeteries. How do you have the time to just go and fucking take pictures? Like, do you do it at dawn? Like, what what are you doing? Well, on a series of steak knives, a lot of those I just have from over the years. And I'm just like transferring over. But uh, I think the last three or four weeks, I just been uh, just taking an hour out of my my weekend to drive to uh, uh, a, a cemetery that i haven't been to and then um it's now like that i got the tour yeah well i got the kid now and so like i'll be watching i have to watch the kid on the weekends while ashley's at work and i've taken her to so many cemeteries that one of her things she wants to do is like let's go to the cemetery she'll make it she'll, she'll plan my day for me she'll be like okay this is what she'll come in and like this she's like this is what i'm thinking we'll get whataburger and then we'll go to the cemetery and then we'll come back. We'll play some hide and seek. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So like I take her to the cemetery. She's like, you know, I think shit, since she was like three or four, four. Yeah. I've been taking her to cemeteries. And Elliot, she thinks that her is, parks. Elliot, that is equally the most adorable and the most fucking disturbing thing I've ever heard. Yeah, you're going to get CPS called on you. Yeah, for for sure. It's a fucking park. It's, it's not a, a park. park. It's a fucking public park. A public cemetery? Yeah. It's not we're a not, park. We're not we're not we're not vandalizing any tombstones. There's, there's grass, isn't there? Yeah, we're not we're not <laughs> we're not trespassing, we're not trespassing, we're not vandalizing. She's fine. She just want we just go and look. I take pictures and she, you know, puts babies in strollers and pushes them around or Ask me questions about, you know, why things are. Elliot, why why is this tombstone so ugly? No, I was like, well, that's because that's uh, two hundred years old. That's a poor person's. She asked me, like, how come this one? She's like, why did this one fall down? I was like, well, somebody hit it, or it's so old, it just collapsed, or the earth shifted, or, you know, she'll make me do the math on the dates, and like, how old is this person? How old is this person? That's fucking weird. Yeah. But also, like, that's adorable that she like plans out the day for you. Yeah. We like, I like the, uh, like, well, yeah, we, we bond as a family. We have a penchant for like the child graves with like the lambs on them and stuff. And that's wild. And they got like, you know, the, the birthday and death day are like the same day or like a couple of days apart and stuff like that. And so, oh yeah. Like the child grave. Yeah. The child cemeteries and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. So I just take the kid there every weekend. One of these days I'm going to get you a camera. Okay. See what you can do with it. I'll call you, but Hunter houses work. Turn it on. Hundred percent, you're gonna do that. So yeah, I mean, so I guess that's what's been up with you, which is kind of honestly kind of a fun way to spend October. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm still having a dope October. Like this has been pretty good. I mean, Eric, what's what's been up with you? I haven't heard. Don't haven't even heard ask you. me. Well, that's now I have to. Nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. Okay. Well, you've been a lot cheerier though. Not right now. Have I? You absolutely 100% have been cheerier than you've ever been since we've been. Oh, I've just completely given up on life. Oh, 
Maybe sometimes when you let go, you gotta let go and let God. Let go and let go. Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, for real, for real, Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, God you damn. motherfuckers, got any news? He's he's gonna he's gonna continue this. Okay, it's good. Okay, ain't broke. Don't fix it. I need like some kind of sample to put behind it too. The point. So yeah, we we we've got some fucking news, Eric. Thank you. Tight, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> news. What we got for news? All right. So in news, the new Resident Evil movie that's being made. On top of the television show that they're making, on top of whatever the fuck else they're making for this shitty ass movie genre, um, how dare you? They, yeah, I'm done with. I've been I've been done with Resident <laughs> Evil since the fucking since now two thousand. But a uh, a new Resident Evil movie dropped their cast, which is full of a whole bunch of people that I do not know except for Tom Hopper from Umbrella Academy. And our boyfriend Robbie Amell from the Babysitter and Babysitter Two is going to be in that shit. Oh fuck! That's so good. Hopefully, he is as hilarious and charming as in those movies. Um, also, uh, Peninsula is now coming to Blu-ray November twenty-fourth. If that's the case, should we? We should probably review that one. Um, November twenty-fourth. Yeah, Peninsula is supposed to come on the four K Blu-ray. Peninsula being the sequel to Train to Busan, which has been, it's supposed to be on Shudder, so. It, it what? That's what I heard, but when? I, I don't fucking know. I just know the Blu-ray's on the 24th of November, but I'm not going to pay for it if it's going to be on fucking Shudder. Let's see, and recently we got The Stand TV show remake. Got a new two-minute trailer with Alexander Skarsgård playing, what's his name, Flagstaff. John John Flag, Jacob Flag. Black. Is he tied to everything Stephen King now? Oh, well, it's not. It's not not it, but his his older, taller, handsomer brother, Alexander oh. Skarsgård. Eric Northman from uh, Twilight. Eric Northman. True Blood from True Blood. True Blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. But uh, yeah. It, uh, the stand. Get, so they they dropped their trailer. And, of course, we all know Stephen King, The Stan, and it was a miniseries in the 90s starring the very capable Gary Sinise. And, um... Should I watch that? I've never seen it. Yes. Should I watch but, that for 31 days of horror? Um, if you don't have a movie, that might be a good waste got, of like, like six three, hours. I got, <laughs> I got uh, like, three spaces to fill. Got The Stan, and that's going to be on CBS December 17th. And it's probably going to be ex- very problematic since it is Stephen King and is probably not going to be necessary considering we are living in the stand right now where we are all dying of a crazy disease. Lastly, we have something that I'm excited about, the Smiley Face Killers movie that is coming out in December 2020. Starring Crispin Glover, who I haven't seen in a long ass time, but the film being written by Brett Easton Ellis, who what? Wrote, who we all know wrote American Psycho, Lesson Zero, and those. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah, you're right. So I mean, the Smiley Face. Yeah, I knew that. So if you're not familiar with the Smiley Face Killers, it is kind of a true crime sort of conspiracy. Uh, there's certain individuals in the true crime community that believe there is a operating network of multiple killers that is drowning i guess college age men across the united states and making it look like accidents 
but um, a lot of people believe that is this underground circuit of serial killers, and I guess they have made a movie. There's also, I think, a fake documentary that is extremely good because it took me about two hours to realize it might not be fake on the Smiley Face Killers uh, I saw on YouTube, which is very fucking good for a found footage movie that is I found on YouTube that I couldn't tell if it was real or not for a long fucking time. And that is not to be confused with the Happy Face Killer, which is another true crime story of a trucker, which is also another true crime serial killer movie starring David Arquette. So just keep those separate. But Smiley Face Killers... Who was the... December Happy Face Killer, Carrie Carrie Ray Jepsen, Carly Ray Jepsen, yeah, Carly Ray Jepsen, Carly Ray Jepsen. <laughs> right? Mean, oh my god, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that. Carly Ray Jepsen. So I mean, and that's all the news I have. Well, I mean, that's uh, that's pretty half-hearted. That's fine. You just call my segment half-hearted. Uh-oh. <laughs> It was, we were on a schedule and mine was chock full of information. It was. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, so, let's, let's see your full information. Full of piss and vinegar today. Any fucking way, I have some things. Mine's like real news, all right? Like, so here's what I got. Oh, shit. Sexy silver haired Jeff Goldblum recreates iconic shot from Jurassic Park nearly 30 years later. Because that's horror related. All right, so check this out. <laughs> no, I don't really have that. So, He's never even been in a horror movie. Oh, my God. The Fly. Not a horror movie. It's science fiction. Sci-fi horror. You tell me whenever he was arm wrestling that guy and then the arm just snapped right off. That's not horror. No, man. That's, that ain't scary. I haven't seen it before. There's also a movie that's it's like a short quarantine horror movie that is out called Stay Home. And it's basically a ripoff of Host, honestly. But it's starring D. Wallace. Danielle Harris, Scout Compton, Barbara Crampton, and Kane Hodder. Oh, you know it's going to be real good. So, no, 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 Hunter. This is uh, the Texas Frightmare lineup. Um, (laughs) I'm going to need you to find the cast to the movie. Because that that is the, um, that's a Rob Zombie Halloween cast reunion that's going to be Texas Frightmare. Oh no! You're just saying that. You're just saying that the horror has-beens have ripped off host and have made their own host. I mean, you know, yeah. It's, oh, it's okay. True. Then go on with your pathetic story. And it's going to be premiering. It's already premiered, actually. It's premiered on Bloody Disgusting. Stay home. So I need to watch that. But oh my god! And it even I think it's even on Zoom too. No, it's on Instagram Live. <laughs> the movie's on Instagram Live. It's filmed on Instagram Live. Oh, I quit. Oh my god! But uh, so I can't imagine that being like anything. I mean, it's a short. I mean, what do you, what, what can you do in in that? But I guess you could also theoretically call host a short film. But I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> Another thing we have is the Adams Family Two cast returns. Bill Hader, and it's releasing October 8th of 2021. This is the animated Adam's Family, which is like, it was, it was okay, I guess. I could take it or leave it. Garbage but, is how I, I, I remember hearing him being yeah. referred to. A lot, of people, a lot of people did like it, though. I just, I didn't. It was all right. People um, under the age of 10. Yeah, people under the age of 10 like it. So, I mean, that's cool. Like, keeping, you know, that kind of shit alive is pretty cool. But, oh, one other thing I have. And you, uh, this is a, kind of a goofy one. So, which is like all the news that I have, but 
Ghost Adventures. Everybody's familiar with Ghost Adventures, right? Never heard of it. Zach Baggins, it. right? You know, you know, everybody's dildo Baggins. dildo Baggins over there. You know, everybody's favorite ghost hunter. His middle name is Douche, right? Like we can all agree that it's Zach Douchebaggins, right? We all. <laughs> <laughs> so Zach Douchebaggins, God damn it! Basically, is rebooting Ghost Adventures for a two-hour special. And and Elliot, I want you to guess where are they going to be uh, investigating? I have no that idea. Demon house that he bought. No, he no. does. He tore that to the ground so tore that nobody else up. could, nobody else could uh, critically look at his findings. The Amityville house. <laughs> yeah, the Amityville house. I fucking wish, but no, this is uh, a little more uh, of the times. Some would say the Trump Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be investigating the Joe exotic zoo. Why? Because apparently it's haunted. I'm out. This is, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is like the garbage reality shows. When, when, when they made that, uh, the grudge girl and the ring girl fight, this is what this is. I mean, <laughs> God, I'm, I'm just imagining that now. So that's something to watch out for. And that's going to be premiering here, I believe, October 30th. Yeah, watch out and make sure you don't watch it. <laughs> Dude, I may watch it just to see what they can pull, like what, what they can find out of this. And then another thing that I had, just some side news, there's a movie called 32 Malasana Street that is based on actual supernatural events that is going to be premiering. I know it's going to be premiering on Shudder October 22nd. Mm. So it's, you know, it's going to be going to be good, you know? Oh, it's in Spanish, by the way. Oh. So it might be good. Actually, actually, it might be good if it's in another language. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, do you remember, like, uh, what is it? Satan's Slaves? Yeah. That was good. That was a good one. Remember that one? Yeah. So that's about all I have for news. However, I do have something to follow up on from news we talked about a few weeks back. Uh, welcome to the Blumhouse. Those movies, right? You know, they came out for the most part, all of them. Uh, I've watched one and I watched Black Box. And so Black Box, a little synopsis to Black Box that I've talked about a few weeks back. After losing his wife and memory in a car accident, a single father undergoes an agonizing experimental treatment that causes him to question who he really is. I watched this movie and I was pleasantly surprised. Tight. This movie was fucking great, actually. For those of you who are thinking potentially about watching it, it is a ride. Uh, it, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say that it's a straight up horror movie. I would say it's like a sci-fi thriller, which I mean, honestly, you could probably tell from the fucking trailer. But it's kind of like a weird mix between like Jacob's Ladder and God. Like I don't, I don't know, man. But the story is like really well done. The acting is actually fantastic. And I don't know, like I, I would, I would, I would recommend it. I would give that film a to do. I'm, I'm going to see if I have time to watch like the lie and uh, you know, some of the other ones and I'll get back to y'all next time. But um, I would highly recommend watching black box. I, I think everybody will enjoy it. Good movie. Pass. 
Fair. Yep. But yeah, you can watch that on Amazon Prime. So aside from that, what else we got for news or anything? Nothing? Nothing. Y'all motherfuckers want to talk about a movie? Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So. Say it again. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Can we? I don't I don't know if we should keep that in, but that's. Funny. No, do, do not keep that in. <laughs> Absolutely do not. So, oh, my God. Well, a- anyway. So this week we are reviewing the Shutter original film called Spiral. Uh, and that's not to be confused with the spiral that's coming out with Chris Rock. That is a spinoff of Saw. So this is a different spiral. If you've been on Shutter, you've probably seen it or at least seen it in passing. Like, hey, spiral, spiral's out now. So yeah, that's that's what we're looking at. I mean, I mean, go- I mean, I mean, get the you Googleize it. I mean, Googleize it. That's the synopsis. <laughs> synopsis by the people in the town. <laughs> <laughs> They's different, so we didn't like them too much. They're destroying traditional family values. Try to change how we have our value (laughs) system. Also, I'm an immortal. Don't tell nobody. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. A same-sex couple move to a small town so they can enjoy a better quality of life and raise their 16-year-old daughter with the best social values. But nothing is as it seems in their picturesque neighborhood. And when Malik sees the folks next door throwing a very strange party, something shocking has got to give. Oh, my God. We's being invaded by the gay Taliban. The gay Taliban? (laughs) That sounds like an actual group, gay Taliban. (laughs) Well, you know what? They're gay Taliban from my town. That's too real. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god but alright so this movie like this one a lot goes on in a very short amount of time well so the movie opens up with what's later revealed to be young Malik and a previous boyfriend and they're how old are they they've got to be teenagers maybe early 20s at the oldest yeah they're teenagers so these you know these two teenagers and they're Uh, making out in the back of a car when suddenly a bunch of guys show up with baseball bats and attack them and you're witness to a hate crime or they're beating up these two guys because they're gay. And then it kind of just like flashes forward to present time and Malik's an adult now and he's married and him and his husband, they're crossing this bridge kind of coming over with their 16 year old daughter to this new town and as soon as they enter the town uh, like a crow or something smacks into the car (laughs) it makes a spiral in the windshield i did not honestly i didn't even notice that it makes a spiral in the winder shield which if that doesn't make sense hold on hold on (laughs) (laughs) so anyway so they they're moving to a new town they just purchased a new home uh you're informed that what is Malik's husband's name? Aaron? Yeah. So Malik's husband's Aaron. The 16-year-old daughter is his from a previous marriage. And you're informed that, you know, basically 
because he's homosexual, they're trying to take her away from him and saying that, you know, he's not fit to be guardian of her because of his relationship with Malik. So they move to this new quiet town. Malik is a writer. This is going to give Malik a chance to, you know, have somewhere new, quiet, away from all the, the city noise to be able to concentrate on his work. Right away, they're, you know, kind of let know that they're they're different compared to everyone else there. Uh, you get a little, the neighbor comes over with a gift, and she lets you know, you know, it's nice to have you. Things never change here. Great, which is what everybody wants to hear. What every yeah, gay couple it, moving into the neighborhood wants to hear. Exactly. Suspicious things start happening with the neighbors, and uh, they freak out and panic. Kind of sets the tone for the movie, which I like a lot. <laughs> Hijinks ensue. Hijinks do ensue, indeed. Hi. Yes, they sure do. I tell you what. So, with this movie. Spoiler, they're all dead. And Bruce Willis was dead also the entire time. Why is that necessary? Why would you seem necessary to talk about that? So with this movie, so I liked it. I like this movie. That's about it. That's about it. That's about it. <laughs> so I like, I like this movie. It was really refreshing to see like a gay couple like on screen in a horror movie, like, and, and, you know, have it be like, kind of like a get out ish style of like, you know, how gay people are oppressed and put that in the center of a horror movie in a similar fashion and, and have it really, I thought I, I have it work, you know? Well, they kind of make it seem like that's the main point of it, but it's actually not. But it's the same thing for, for uh, get out though, you know, yeah, like, I guess get, so. So, so, to me, it, it like took that and kind of just you know fucking ran with it. Yeah. So like you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> Basically, there, the neighborhood every ten years lets someone move into that house, and then sacrifices them. And you find out at the end that that whatever they are, there's some kind of supernatural being, a vampire or something. You know, not in the traditional suck the blood out of your neck, you know, vampire, but apparently they have to continue doing this ritual to continue living. Yeah. And they explain, like, that was one of the parts that was kind of, like, disturbing for him to say when he confronts the the main guy, the main neighbor who's in charge of, you know, the main vampire, I guess we want to call him. Yeah. When Malik confronts them about him and, you know, reveals that he knows his plan and knows about everything, where he kind of tells him, like, you know, this isn't going to stop with you. We're going to always do this. There's always going to be somebody to hate and somebody to blame it on. Yeah, that's what I really also really enjoyed about the movie. It's like, you're the most hated group now. There will be others down the line. Yeah, and this was, you know, this takes place in 1995. And, you know, in the end, 10 years later, it's 2005, we get a new family move in, and it's a group of Muslim. it's a Muslim family. By the way, just real quick, did y'all know that it was in 1995? Yeah. Yeah. It says real big at the beginning of the movie. I must yeah. have missed that. Because yeah, I, uh, I thought it was a surprise at the end. Because I was like, oh, they're in the past, what? No, I mean, it was really smart to put it in 1995, because this is 
you know, for a, a, a gay couple, you yeah. know, coming coming out of out of the eighties. I mean, you know, after the AIDS uh, crisis, it was a lot of people, you know, not just to look down at at uh, their their lifestyle, but um, you know, uh, the, the the fact that these yeah the stigma to... of like you know these people are unclean and dirty and or, or diseased or something like that. And, yeah, know, like don't share any drinks with them. Like it was one of what the yeah, daughter's boyfriend said because the AIDS wasn't as you know known about. Yeah, it wasn't you know they didn't they didn't educated. have the the yeah they, thank you the education for the AIDS. I mean a lot a lot of you know just rumors and and you know falsehoods about the AIDS and 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 stuff like that. So I mean like it, that was a smart choice to put that you know to kind of make this work with the i guess the 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 couple that they chose to go with in this in the case you know a a gay male couple and it was you know you say refreshing like i don't think i like this movie as much as you guys did wow okay and yeah the thing i found refreshing was you have this this same-sex couple move in and i thought it it was refreshing to have an actual you know gay male as your lead uh, as a gay male so this is this movie is very inclusive which which is and also a gay black male. yeah gay black male. i mean this is this is you know a step in the right direction as far as you know inclusion and then like uh you know you can cast very capable very experienced actors in roles that you know they can relate to more than just you know finding the cheapest generic, or generic yeah. straight guy yeah so yeah. i mean the inclusion of the in this movie is very good and the and the, the handling of you know their situation as being in this like bigoted town i mean there's a scene where malik you know he's running through the town you know just on a jog and everybody's just like fucking mad dog and i'm staring him down he comes home and the 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 homosexual slur version of the f word is um, spray yeah. painted on his wall, and the shot of him obscuring the mostly is like you could see the f and you could see see the ts like pretty much on either side of him. So it's like the fact that he his his body, the framing of that shot, I really liked uh, of him like obscuring that word so they don't have, you know you don't see that word until the end when it can impact you know have more of an impact. But him like obscuring it and just you know you, we all know what that says and and then you know, flipping that and just having the uh, the coverage of his face and, like, the impact that that's having on him. Like, that's all you really need to know. And I thought that was very, you know, very smart and of of both keeping it tasteful, keeping it real and respectful, but also keeping it in the time of 1995. So you have this real functional, loving uh, family that is, we would say, is a modern family now, but by then, back then, it was was not... And so keeping it respectful to that, but also, you know, grounding it back into the uh, reality of this is 1995. This is some obviously a rural, white and very bigoted town. And so I thought all that was captured very well. As far as some of the horror horror aspects of this movie, I was not not as not on on game with. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, and and while we're on that topic, though, like it's not a perfect representation, you know, like of a of a gay uh you know couple like you know there it's was not things... a perfect movie by far in, in right. any sense so. well i mean yeah but like and, and you know just while we're on the topic of it like you know we i really like the characters like i do uh, a lot and i do like kind of something eric said i think eric could say it better than i could but like about the um 
Yeah, oh, I I didn't like, I don't know, maybe I was just sensitive to it, but uh, there's a scene where the neighbor's grandson is, you know, rubbing up on Malik and trying to kiss on it. He's, he's pretending to grieve to be able to hug up on him and start kissing him or whatever, groping him. And Aaron walks in on it. And, you know, he has a serious look on his face, but he doesn't look upset. And they go to the next scene and they're both laying in bed. And he's like, why didn't you tell me you liked him? We could have had fun with him. Like kind of insinuating, you know, we could have had a threesome and it wasn't realistic. Like it, he just walked in on his husband, having somebody groping him. He would be upset and angry. Not, it's almost like it's trying to feed the stereotype of like, you know, of gay people being promiscuous and i don't know that kind of rubbed me the wrong way yeah and and like but i could also like to that point though i i could also see that as like it's almost like an open relationship which is very common now great like it it kind of has like a double kind of deal where it like kind of held it back a little bit but then like also he's like calling throughout the movie something that also you know, kind of spoke towards that to me was like, he was always calling his ex-boyfriend. It's like, what's the deal? Like, do you have still a relationship with your ex-boyfriend? Like what's, that's what's the thing. On? Is his ex-boyfriend the one that was beaten up in the beginning? Yes. They never, no, they, was they, I, think they that's, I think that's what it's alluded to. Yeah. And then yeah. The, it goes on later. The fact that he's like making phone calls to nobody. Yeah. He's making, he probably yeah. most likely did not survive that beating. Right. And that's the thing. Like, so this is when it comes down to it, this movie is like, kind of a genre bender for the most part. Like it's one of those movies that keeps you guessing like what's yeah. really going on. Is this it like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very much an indie movie, but it's very well done. I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed the ride. I really enjoyed getting through the entire story. They do a good job of putting you in Malik's shoes and kind of uh, taking you along for the ride that he has to go through. At the same time, you know, giving you an outside perspective of everything. So I really thought that was well done. I, Malik, I, did. I mean, Malik is, is the, his character, character extremely, I mean, likable and well acted. And then like you're rooting for him. And like, and then once like things start going downhill for him, you can, I mean, you know, they do can, enough in, in, in the, the front of the movie to, to have you sympathize with what's going on with him because he is extremely likable and extremely fun. But like he's basically yeah. like he's a very, very likable character, but also like as the movie goes on, you see like because he doesn't seem like a flawed character at all at the first. Like he, he's not flawed. Right. He has. Yeah. And then you, as the movie progresses, you see the flaws, you see the cracks, you know, and you see because he seems like a very strong, very confident, like, you know, gay man who's in a, a committed family relationship, essentially. And then as the movie goes on, you just you start to see the crack, the the mental you know, and when it comes down to it, like something that they did to me that was very interesting with this movie is they they kept you guessing, you know, the equal parts like is is something, you know, is there something going on here or is he literally just like spiraling again? Though there's the word. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. Like, what's the deal? Is it like uh, is he actually seeing these things or is he like, you know, like because he starts he starts mentioning that he feels like he's losing time or he's blacking out. And that's, yeah, exactly. And you kind of get go along with him, like, through this ride of, like, he's blacking out. But then also, like, there's this shit that he sees that he's like, I don't know if I really saw it. Um, but, man, like, I don't know. Like, th- this is a... 
I could tell you what, what I the, yeah. what I didn't like was his was Aaron. I did not like Aaron's character. Yeah, he was just like he was too cold. And throughout the movie, it's almost like they they made him out to be as if he was part of the plan. He was just he went he went along with everything too easily for me. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think I think that's kind of the was almost the point like where he's more open minded and accepting of the you know of everyone yeah and yeah i mean i i get that because he makes you know malik seem like he's losing his mind like he's the one that's being unreasonable but it's just like there's certain moments in the movie where it just he felt cold like a cold character and i just i couldn't that turned me off a little bit yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't feel like it was that he was a cold character. I just felt like the the character really wasn't fleshed out that well to me. Like you know, he just seemed like a regular dad who Could had, had gay. Uh, really, he was just like a, which I guess is a, is a choice. Character, really, he's just a placeholder. Yeah, which I mean, really is 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 a choice too because it's kind of like pointing towards the you know reinforcing like, hey, you know, gay families are just normal fucking people. You know, yeah. like, so it's just like, you know, this Aaron seems like very dried, very like, oh, I'm a dad. You know, like I'm a little I've, I've had a past and now I'm calm and, you know, I'm just like settled in. I'm settled down, you know, with my family. Here's my family. And, you know, that's there's something to be said about that, too. But I think more for budgetary reasons, they really I think they more so they fleshed out the character writing wise with Malik because he is the centerpiece of the movie. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Malik. One of the things that I. I also did really like about the movie is they introduced like something that I don't know if I've ever seen in a movie, but I'm sure I have at some point the concept of like drugging, you know, like, like is this person going into a spiral because of stress or are they being drugged? Well, they switched out his medication. Yeah. Right. And that's something where like, when he gets this medication, he can lose time. He can hallucinate. So like, you know, they also threw has, in that he was a former addict. That's true too. Then, yeah. Cause he says yeah, so like, Oh, you know, they kind of wrapped that up as part of the ending. It's like, you had a relapse and you went crazy and you did all this shit. That's true. Yeah. Cause he, it's, it's obvious that Malik is suffering from T- PTSD from the events in the beginning with the, the beating of, you know his, yeah. his they keep repeating it first boyfriend yeah, yeah. and it but I, i'm di- i'm gonna disagree on a lot of this movie with you wow all right and and, and uh, i don't know if it's me just playing devil's advocate or well let's uh, fucking let's go let's, boy let's see or just like let's see going back to eric's point of of the relationship and like you know he comes in and and, and there he's with this other guy i don't like i don't i don't necessarily disagree with that being slightly offensive but I'm going to like try to justify in the fact that that it's not so much, you know, maybe it's this open relationship. It's just a plot device to further like isolate like Malik because Malik's not down for at all. But then you have this, you know, Aaron who's like, you know, that could be fun. We could do this. And, and, you know, and it's obvious. That's when it comes obvious that these people have some kind of like powers because they keep changing positions. Like he's sitting on one couch and then, like, next thing is the blink, literally in the blink of an eye, he's next to Malik, like, on him. And, like, so there's obviously some kind of, like, power they have. And 
and this kind of leads into Hunter's point of not liking Aaron in general, not being fleshed out. I think these people in the community, this is all part of their plan. They, they have these powers. They have, I guess, like the quick moving and they probably have some kind of power of suggestibility. And I think, you know, it's called glamoring, glamoring. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, so Aaron is so, you were gonna go straight glamored, is what happened, you were, but yeah, it's 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 the, the, the whole divide and conquer is to get their mission accomplished. Like, you're isolating Malik, you're targeting Malik, he's dealing with you know the break ins and the stocking and the graffiti and the shit looks. Meanwhile, you have the same people they're talking to Aaron, he, they're being welcomed, they're having conversations behind Le- Malik's back of just of how normal and how nice they are, getting to know Aaron more. So Aaron doesn't believe Malik and all these things are going, like, he's just like rolling with like, this is normal, everything's normal, like I haven't seen anything. And I think it's intentional on, and I might be giving this movie too much credit because I'm also not the biggest fan of this film, but it's, I think that it's all goes towards the separation of the two to ultimately you know, I isolate Malik, I see, get him, I you know, switching ankle. his medication. Like, and again, I don't know if it's, it's, it's they're drugging him or withholding drugs from him because he has the PTSD. And so the, the, the lost time and the hallucinations and that, you know, or if it's just like cult power in general and like, you know, that I think they should have dealing with PTSD, especially in, in subject matters, like this and then dealing with mental illness i could also i could find that being very offensive on how they kind of characterize that like you know this person was traumatized and does need uh some kind of mood stabilizer and the and when they're off that prescription or that it's it's capable that they they're so easily manipulated because of a prescription that they could be driven to murder or you know some kind of homicide or levels of delusion I think they kind of weren't as, as let's see, fleshed out. Well, not even fleshed not out. Fleshed but, out, but just but like not as aware. They were. Yeah. I don't think they. They. they like that. I think th- I. I do agree. I think that's giving it a little too much credit. I don't think they. I don't think the the filmmakers. I don't think they handled certain issues with care that they should have. But I, I, I believe that Aaron was being, whether it's glamoured or just glamoured. you know the fact that they they were treating him differently. I think that was on purpose to separate. And I, I think you saw that. some of that in the uh, couple before him in 1985, which was, there was a lesbian couple raising a teenage daughter. And th- I think there was some of that where one of them was separated and harassed more. And the other one was, was yeah, made to feel they, more welcomed and normalized. They made the comment, I guess, when he tried, when Malik kind of confronted Aaron about it, like, oh, did you know about the the lesbian couple? And he's like, yeah, they told me about it. She used to be best friends with her. Yeah, and then Malik, they made it seem like just a whole fucking hidden conspiracy yeah. in this thing. So I think a lot of that was, was, was purposeful as far as Aaron's, you know, just kind of being okay. Yeah, you, you changed You changed my mind. He was glamored. I see that now. <laughs> And another big gripe with me, which I saw in the the trailer that I wish meant something more. They had these black hooded figures, like people, like there's that one that was running across the bridge when it was the teenage daughter. Oh, yeah. And the neighbor's like, what the fuck is that about? I totally forgot. Why the fuck? If, if he's involved in this situation, why is he seeing this? Why did they have to run? Why didn't they get there? They showed another one when Malik was driving 
on on the highway was a shirtless man with a black hood over his head and that's never ever 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 explained damn i totally forgot about that so hard what the fuck is that about because that's the coolest part of the movie like i thought this was going to be some kind of like haunting shit or some like cult shit and technically it's both yeah well they're all hooded a couple of times in the movie well they no, they're they're robed well, I mean, I mean, but, yeah, like, but they're even, they're even hooded robes, splitting split hairs. But it, even if it's the same fucking thing, I mean, this is a bag on somebody's head, like, and he's he's not wearing a robe; he's wearing like a, a dress shirt, slacks, and suspenders. And even if they are the same, then how come this dude who we found out later like eats this fucking girl who's a vampire or some fucking shit? How come he's seeing this dude and like, are you fucking seeing that right now? Like genuinely concerned and she's like yeah what the fuck is that he's like i don't know but we need to get the fuck out of here like what is that like who are these people are these ghosts of like past victims are these some cult members or like are you talking about the the, the people that give them the tapes and stuff like that like, give or, them, like show them the tapes well, and the hooded the people there's another fucking of like the the yeah i guess like the uh the couple prior to them in 1985 yeah. there's like the ghosts that give them the tape but who are these fucking hooded people are they well, ghosts? They're the, are they no, cult? They're the, they're the cult. They're the cult. To me, honestly, it seems like uh, I'm not talking I about the, they, the one. Not they're the, the ones doing everything in the background, is what I think it was. Well, yeah, not I the agree. hooded. I'm not, I'm not talking about like the hooded, the hooded robe people that were in like their you know yard or whatever. I'm talking about You're like talking the, about the sackhead guy, sackhead, the, sackhead on the side of the road when Malik was driving, and sackhead on the bridge. Sackhead like, on the bridge was, was a hood. Yeah, but he's wearing fucking a button down shirt and suspenders. Nah, he is. Nah. Well, who the fuck is he? Like, what if if he's part of the? Cult? That's just the style in '95, bro. Yeah, like, it's fucking grunge. I think, yeah, I think that was a like a a, a a nice visual that somebody had, but had no way of tying into this film. Which could have been too. He, he was a Sonic Youth fan, bro. Like this, I, I mean, not at that age. He looked to be middle aged by his body <laughs> shape, <laughs> but like. Those things bother me because I wanted to know, like, what the fuck was that? You know, I understand, like, there's this, like, vampire, you know, immortal cult who's, like, running things and, like, fucking with these people who are the sacrifice. And, you know, and, like, the whole 85, 95, 2005, I get it. But they're, like, who are these fucking people? And then there's, and then, like, and then going back to Hunter, when there's, like, the ghost that gives Malik the tape. So there's just, it was just just weird because there's no, like, kind of, there's nothing, nothing, nothing warning you that there's going to be some fucking cheesy looking like ghosts. Did I like all of a black second. out myself? Like, I don't remember a ghost handing him a yeah, tape. Well, no, they like, didn't. They, like, they, they just, well, actually, yeah, they did. Actually, it was like the, the, I think it was one of the, the, one the, of the lesbian the fe- couple. Yeah, the lesbian couple, the female, uh, yeah, occupants beforehand. She it right to him. Like, like, yeah, and she was like, <sighs> and like, what the yeah. fuck is that, dude? <laughs> I mean, like, she's trying to warn him. Yeah, but like that just came like go, now. Now we got ghosts. We got just like they start just throwing in everything, but they only are gonna kind of kind of explain a few things. Which you know what, in a low budget movie, that's fine. I like that. And that bothered me. I, I know it bothered you, but when it comes down to it, like everything that, like I will, I will give you this. Like I don't like that they just had like the random hooded people like in there. And but honestly, I forgot about it. I completely forgot because yeah, so did because, I. Because like the whole rest of the movie like kept you like I don't know I like kept me not. It was fast paced, you know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot in this movie for it being like an hour and a half. It, it kept me erect like most of the time. <laughs> so like, I mean, it was just so much going on and so many, so much depth to it. Well, maybe not even depth, but just like there was a lot going on at all times, and it really just 
kept it like moving for me. I mean, it did drag a little bit, even though it was like, you know, bam, 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 all this shit happening. It, it's one of those things that it, it still made it to be overall in a very enjoyable movie to me. Um, now I'm not saying this movie's perfect cause it's, it's fucking not like I have the same problems with this movie. I, I do actually, I have the, I have the similar problem with this movie that I did with the shed, like to where the overall vibe of this movie is super low budget. It, it, it's filmed great. It looks beautiful, but like some of the stuff in here is like, just like the shed where it's like, some things like are just are not wacky, but just like uh, I, I, the best way I could put it is just like the overall feel of the movie, the writing, it knew what it wanted to do with just a little bit of budget. And it, and it was very ambitious. Like the writing of this was like, Hey, I want to be like a, like a low budget indie, like, you know, thought provoking movie with a lot of depth to it. And uh, it, for the most part, it accomplished it. It fell flat in a couple like areas, like those that you've mentioned, Elliot, where, you know, random fucking cloak people fucking what we're just going to add, like everything we're going to have ghosts. We're going to have cults. We're going to have vampire, whatever. I mean, the, 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 the cult and the cloak people made sense, but then you get like sackheads. I don't, I don't, I don't, I I never saw the sackheads. You never saw the fucking sackheads. No. Oh my God. It's in the fucking trailer and in the movie. And the dudes are like, what the fuck is that? Do you fucking see that? But Hunter didn't see that because he gets ADHD. Was that when he's on the road? They're on the bridge. Oh like, no! I, ghost, motherfucker! That, like that looked like just like a, a hooded guy. He's wearing white shirt and suspenders and shit. I could already tell Elliot would have shot him and said he feared for his life. <laughs> no, I would have. I would have stopped him. Is like I want to hear your story. Please film me your movie, sir. My God, what are you doing in my neighborhood? Jesus Christ, Eric. What uh? What were your thoughts? No, I thought I spoke enough already, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god! <laughs> I really enjoyed this movie. Of course, it has Flaws, faults. It's a very, yeah, you know, it's a very indie movie. But I thought it was done really well. Um, I think it's one of the better movies that came out on Shutter. It is, so yeah, it, it, in my opinion, it I is. I I would definitely give this movie a to do. I'd give this movie a to do as well, but oh, I mean, it's it's gonna be. They're what? reluctant to do. You, I mean, you, oh, you devil's advocate, son of a bitch! It, it's the same as like the shed, where it's enough that it'll pass. It's like seventy. I, I liked it, but not because you liked yeah. it. I don't, and I also don't want people to think like this is like because I was I saw a different movie than what I was expecting from the trailer. Oh, here we go. See the expectations, which is which is cult because I love like if the, if it's a witch movie or it's a cult movie, like I want to see if it cuts. It was cuss, a cult movie. It though. wasn't as cult as like as as much as I thought. It's more of like this, you know, psychological horror that turned into this a cult you know, movie. Happened to have cult. It just happened to be cult. It was. It was. It was. It was like cult, uh, cult, but um, yeah, I guess not enough as as I wanted, but I also don't want people to think that this is like the gay get out because that's not that's no, it's it's not no. that's not it what is it is being branded that way, but it's totally it, not. It's kind of being branded that way. It's you know, it's everything, but because it get out the way you know, get out is a far superior movie. Well, it's a far superior movie, but just the the, the impact that the get out has. I mean, it's a lot of people are going to be like, this is you know, this is you know, the, the white get out. This is the gay get out. This is you know the the southern get out this is the you know whatever get out but i mean it, it's not that it's it's because ultimately what, what we you know we kind of said earlier i don't know if we just touched on it or, or you know we what, just but, touched uh, on everything <laughs> yeah i've touched on anything like, the fact that it. they're gay is not the point uh, is 
Well, I mean, like it is, but it is, but no, it's not. You're right. It's not the point. Let's talk about that a little bit. Like with, with the whole, cause really what it comes down to is the cult, the whole reason that they're even praying, which is by the way, something that you, I thought that you would really find interesting, Elliot, cause it's the whole concept of, you know, why serial killers like kill like sex workers and they kill like uh, minorities because they know that the, the police aren't just, are not going to investigate it as much as like if it were not a minority and, you know, somebody who has a lot of people that care about them that are going to search for them, you know? Yeah, like uh, sex workers and stuff are not treated as humans to, exactly. and, uh, by the police. Exactly. So, so basically what, what the cold, the cold guy was saying, like the main guy, he would basically explain that, you know, whoever the oppressed people are at the time, like he's going to go after them because nobody's going to miss them. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's just, it's not because they're gay. It's just because, because it's not even like the cult isn't really as like bigoted necessarily. It's because no, they're just adapting to the times society around them. Yeah. They're yeah. just so an like, easier target for them to, yeah. to disappear. It, it, it'll Which, change you know, you know it's like this now but it always it won't always be like this for you but it'll be like this for somebody yeah and, and then also like what i do like about this movie is that it's pretty hopeless but then like it it also gives you a, a like a little bit of like a shred of hope because like at least malik the, did something in the end because like really 80s dance music saves the day once I know, again dude. i like that again. i thought that was fun i thought that was a fun <laughs> little uh because if you open up a, your attic and you see fucking you know 70s disco hits you're just gonna be like fuck that cd and leave it to rot but you say 80s, 80s dance music you're hopping up there and you're getting that motherfucker <laughs> i wish i really wish that they weren't uh, they they had in their budget to like get some proper 80s dance music on the, yeah, the soundtrack I, I do that would have been that would have been amazing because like that Cause song was like it, nah because you could have tied it in great with like having if you wanted to actually like push the hope aspect of it like if you have um like fucking whatever song that they're dancing to that we all know that's a pop hit and then at the end of the movie when they they start to slow zoom on this like 80s you know dance CD in the attic and you start playing that song over the credits i mean that's you know that's a nice <laughs> little bow to tie it up in to give you some sort of hope but i mean i agree with that for sure like i but what it comes down to with, with the ending, like I do enjoy that it was a futile ending, like where basically you, you know, every other ending like this, it's like Malik would come back and, Oh, we didn't even talk about that, but um, where Malik would, you know, get out of, of the jail and then come save them before anything happens or whatever. But the futility of the ending where it's like, no, 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 no. Everything's going to happen as it was planned to happen. And then, you know, all the Malik can do is try to save the people in the future that next time around th- th- this happens, you know? So yeah, I mean, I, it, that, that was pretty cool, like, to me. And, like, also just it had that, like, Sunday morning, like, movie, like, that Eric is always talking about, that Sunday morning, like, um, ex- existential dread vibe. It's, it's, I mean, the low budget hurt. The script is kind of a mess. And that hurt it, but not enough to make it not a fun watch for some people. <laughs> I think I don't know, man. I think it's a fun movie, and yeah. uh, I think they did the best with what they've got, and I enjoyed it. And I, I thought it was great for a movie, like an indie movie. Like I, I think, and, and what did you think about the cinematography, Elliot? Yeah, it's good. Like it was, it was, I mean, the acting was great. 
a lot of the cinematography was it was all right it wasn't like i thought it was pretty damn good too amazing not i mean nothing... like they didn't they didn't nothing groundbreaking but like i also like that they did like a really pale color scheme to make it like kind of like lifeless and just like you know it was very add add hopelessness yeah and and also like just a couple things i wanted to touch on before we wrap because i think we're pretty much talked out i guess of it but a couple other things whenever malik comes back you know from his like meltdown or whatever with a gun after he's been kicked out you know after they framed you know, it like uh, Malika cheated, which it did he or didn't he? We we don't really ever know. But he got time, glamored. He got, he got glamored. glamored. So, but at the same he time, he got like, glamored he, and then he got hammered. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, oh my god! And then when he comes back with the gun, shoots the motherfucker in like the chest, and that whole scene is like very Rosemary's Baby. You know, just like, or it, it makes it seem like it's Rosemary's Baby, and then in the end, like it's like, oh shit! You know, like he he fucking did it. He fucking shot the motherfucker. I like that and scene because it, it gave you two, two different feelings because you were like, either he's right or he really was making this all up in his head. Yeah. And then when it happens, it's like, oh shit, yeah. you know? And then, you know, he goes to jail, motherfucker shows up. But the one other thing about this movie is that whenever he like tells Malik, like, hey, here's what's going to happen. Like, here's what's up. And then you finally see like what they're going to do, like what the whole point of this movie was to get the daughter and the kids just fucking she's there fucking torso torn open. All her entrails are like basically gone and it's just a quick, like it's done, you know, like everything about like the ending is like a short, quick, like it, it was always going to happen. Here's a, here's a clip of, of what's happening and that's it. It's all wrapped up in a, in a nice little bow. But it's it's almost like a jarring, like jaw dropping speed, you know. I don't know. I I just like the way that they did it. It was like short, but it was like the whole movie leads up to this very short moment, and I I feel like the impact of it was really nice. The way they had her just like, just they didn't even show it happening. It's like it's already done. Now, did that all happen because she's a virgin? Uh I think so. Yeah, I think so because. She was going to fuck that dude, but then the dude is like, no, not yet. Yeah, when he found yeah. out she was a virgin, he totally backed off. But um, how important was that? I mean, is this so random? I think it's probably because of that. I think it's like implied, like, because it's like, oh, yeah. come on. Like, like y- y'all, every family, like, they'd like a vet to make sure their daughter that's moving in is a virgin. Yeah, I mean, like every family unit ends up being a minority that they can you know, kill and blame, but also has like a virgin teenage daughter seems a little too fantastical. I agree. Yeah. I mean, that's not, it's, it suffers from some stuff, but, but I mean, either I mean, way, predictable. That's and... whatever. But yeah. So all in all, I to do, to do, to do, to do it, to do, go watch it, to do it, to do it, to do it, to do it. Uh, but yeah, it's one of the, definitely one of the better shutter movies. Do it. It gets a trittily do. Try do, try do, try do, do do. What's our uh, what's our bubblegum doo-wop band gonna be called, Elliot? I don't I don't think you ever. Uh, oh, uh, I wanted to be called the Dandy Dahmers. Dandy Dahmers. The Albert Fish. I was trio. already in a. I was already in a band called John Wayne and the Gacy's. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> so I I think that'd be fun. Let's do a doo-wop band. Yeah. You play drums. You play drums, Elliot. You don't need drums. Do-wop. Duop does oh, need drums. Just, well, we yeah, could just get away with bass, I guess. 
I mean, like he Elliot's saying, I, I think Elliot's thinking like a. He think he's like, like full like, acapella. Yeah, like he, I think that's where his head's at. But like, uh, no, a real duop band. Okay. Let's... Next movie. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be great. All right, so keeping up with the uh, the momentum from last week, we are again doing a pick, a pick episode where one of us picks a movie for the group to watch. And this week was Eric's pick. Eric, tell him a little bit about what you picked. So I picked this little gem that I found one day. It's a, it's a short film. Um, I get a lot of people ask me, what's a good, fun slasher movie to watch that I've never heard of? And this was my recommendation. I think it's really enjoyable for what it is. The movie called Lake Nowhere. Let's see what IMDb says. IMDb has a fucking paragraph. You're not wrong. All right. Now I can skip half of it. (laughs) So when a group of friends arrive at a desolate lakeside cabin, they are stalked and murdered by a masked maniac whose lust for blood transcends our world. This age-old tale of senseless slaughter quickly spirals into the realm of supernatural horror and classic monster movies as we learn the true power that lies within Lake Nowhere. So, yeah. So, this movie... I didn't fuck taking notes on this movie. This movie's all kinds of a mess. (laughs) <laughs> this so, this movie was a product of love 100 percent is a fanboy movie by a couple of guys who are in the industry and they just decided to make a clear-cut indie slasher are they in, are they in industry yeah they're, they're like costume and special effects ah That's yeah a, that didn't transcend at all well honestly i thought that did yeah the thing that I didn't think land was the script and the uh, cinematography. Well, it's supposed to be like, no, I get what they're trying. Yeah. It's supposed to be a fucking, you just found a VHS of this fucking uh, slasher movie that nobody's heard about. Yeah. Let's I, talk about the beginning before yeah, the movie. The, the, I'm not going to lie. The, that was probably uh, reminiscent of Grindhouse's fake trailers. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it had like a fake trailer to some fucking Italian cheesy movie. It had like an '80s beer commercial. And it's like someone recorded this off of you know like TV, as they did back in the VHS days. Yeah. So I mean that was I mean that that's a double edged sword right there because I was like oh, I I get it. This kind of puts me in the vibe that I need to be in to watch this movie, but at the same time I was all like this is fucking dumb <laughs> yeah like i really liked the intro uh, you know with the with the trailers i thought that was pretty fun but then when it got to the feature presentation it didn't quite set the mood enough for me yeah i mean i get it i mean coming into this the way i was presented this movie is like it's almost like you know, your two best friends decided to make a movie and you're just watching it out of courtesy and you're surprised that they came out with something good exactly like i i see this like because it said it was shot in like six days which i believe yeah and for six days okay that that makes me like it a little more 
it, it it looks like it was fun to shoot. Like if you were with these people, it was fun to shoot. This was definitely a fun project that ended up yeah. being worthy of sharing. And for the slasher subgenre, which is 99% garbage, I thought this was this is something good to watch if you're a huge slasher fan. If that's like your bread and butter, this is definitely something you have to watch and you're definitely going to enjoy. Yeah, if you're a cheeseball slasher fan, like this actually is a pretty great movie yeah, this is, for that. It's almost I'll give it that. an almost zero budget movie almost is what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, you know, the way I described it was like the budget was whatever change everybody had in their pocket at the time. Yeah, I mean, this is like a favor film. I mean, a lot of it looked like... I mean, like, I don't think this should be good on the plot, but the plot is basically, you know, this group of friends go to the, a cabin to, I guess, spend the weekend, and they're, you know, doing cabin things of horsing around and getting drunk and playing cards and chopping wood. And banging, you know. And banging it out. And sexy teens, you know, Friday the 13th 101 stuff. One of the friends decides to go skinny dipping, and something happens where he's like taken underwater. Or they hear him screaming. They think he's joking around. Everything continues as normal. No one even cares that he's been gone till yeah, nightfall. That, that bugged me a lot. <laughs> that 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 bugged me. But then I mean, I'm rewatching those Friday the Thirteenth with Ash, Ashley, and that shit happens all the fucking time. As well as yeah, movies, he was supposed to be like the wild card weirdo. I mean, it's freezing, so he's, like, trying to get people to go with him, and everybody's like, fuck, no, water's ice cold. And, but he's just, you know, the free spirit, I guess, so they're they're not even worried about him because they're like, well, he'll turn up tomorrow probably. Yeah, He's probably he's running just... around naked in the woods or something weird. You know, that's his normal. Oh, oh he he's just marching to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, that kind of guy. Hmm. Well, in the middle of the night, they hear this crazy-ass, like, weird droney screamy thing from the woods that gets everybody's attention nobody's concerned about it or concerned about the whereabouts of their friend they all go to bed in the middle of the night the friend shows up butt ass naked freezing talking about hands touching him passes out and they all no one cares or like always oh, having a bad trip put him to bed <laughs> wakes up Turns out he's a zombie. He starts fucking attacking everybody. Yeah, which honestly, like, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, Meanwhile, thought- <laughs> while the hijinks are ensuing with that shit, some fucking leaf owl giant serial killer dude is stalking them, and he shows up, starts killing some people, and then pretty much it's just people either getting killed by a fucking zombie or getting killed by this, like, slasher, you know, owl-looking leaf hobo you know and then he's the entity of the lake my friend you gotta feed the, the lake, of the lake. and then he you know collects all these dead bodies puts coins on their eyes and then submerges the bodies in the lake except for one girl who wasn't quite dead enough and then he's like all right and then pieces out and, <laughs> and the killer just sinks into the lake yep she knew she knew the incantation yes she knew the incantation yeah. That made him go uh, back in. Yeah, I mean, I guess what was the incantation that she read out the tombstone? What brought him out in the first place? Or I'm guessing we're so. Like, yeah, we're so like, what's because with, right after she does it, he appears like watching in the woods. So why is dude a zombie? 
Because I mean, she awoke all the spirits in the fucking thing. Yeah, because people did. Yeah, man. she awoke the supernatural of the lake. I think. So Evil Dead or Friday the Thirteenth is essentially this movie, it's which both, is it's both of them. Well, I'm what? saying it is it is both of them, which is not you know it's a cross between Evil Dead and Friday the Thirteenth, which is not a bad place to start with a movie. And honestly, this movie started out like pretty fair. It it I mean like really when you think about it, like zombie guy, like whenever he started attacking, that was cool. Whenever he beat the ever loving shit out of that main girl, like her face shouldn't be a face anymore, but somehow it is. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was pretty crazy. And then like when they bandaged her up, like she's looking like a silent hill nurse up until that point, like I'm in, like, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, this is, came out in like 2004. So it was probably shot. Oh, 2014. Just about. Yeah. 20, uh, 2014 is what I meant. So it's probably shot on, what do you think? Some kind of digital yeah. device. Okay. Oh, so yeah. they heavily filter it with like film scratches and muted colors and everything to make it look. Like it's from the seventies, even though these kids are not from the seventies or eighties or whatever. Yeah, they're the definitely hipsters from two thousand like and uh, yeah. seven. Two thousand seven. I, I mean that that kind of it's annoying, but it's also forgivable because I mean throwing a filter on something is what you do to hide the fact that you know it's not the best. You know, you, you intentionally you, you punk rock it where you, it's going to be shitty, so you intentionally lean into the shit to make it kind of like. An aesthetic. I agree. And yeah, yeah. I, I can't fault them for that. I mean, they even have, and thank God they didn't do this throughout the whole movie because it would have ruined it pacing wise. But I mean, earlier in the film, they have like a, a break in the VHS tape where it's like it was recording over another tape. So there's like, <laughs> I guess like some old Halloween footage. And then it like the tracking pops back and we're back into the movie. And I was like, if it does this, the whole fucking movie, I'm out. But thank God they were smart yeah. enough to realize that that would destroy the pacing of their film. I wish that was like later on in the film. But aside from that, like. Or like over the credits or something. But I mean. No, no, I liked it in the middle of the film. That was great. This whole movie, this last time I watched it, I was thinking of Elliot making this movie the whole time. It, I would be proud if, if, <laughs> if I went out and made a movie that I would have this many friends and, and that much money to have like effects and costumes and stuff custom if you made this elliot i wouldn't be mad i wouldn't be mad either like i'm gonna say right now i i give this movie to do it's very problematic and it's 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 all budget but it's supposed to be budget i mean all all the constraints i mean the fact that this annoying filter and the fact that they're obviously 2014 era hipsters trying to be in, in an 80s movie and the fact that you're throwing you know, a, a filter on it to kind of like me- make everything intentionally messy. I mean, that, that, you know, too it's much all for you. forgivable. No, it, I mean, it, it's all forgivable because I'm a vibe guy. So, I mean, it gives you the right <laughs> vibe. It's still kind of a fun watch. If this was your movie, you'd be super fucking proud of it. And I'm sure they were. Uh, I, I, but all, all the budgets are, are, are I mean, all the, all the problems are, are budget related, which, you know, it, this is, they're not, we're not, they're not trying to say this is, not a low budget movie. They're not trying to like this is going to win film. They're not entering this into film festivals and shit, thinking it's going to do well. They they made a fucking campy, gross slasher horror movie because that's a cool fucking thing to do. I mean, even uh, like the soundtrack. A lot of a lot of movies, like uh, I want to say like Dead and Breakfast, and a lot of low budget movies 
suffer in the soundtrack because they'll have like one band do a lot of the soundtrack which which is like indicative of a low budget and they always get like this like fucking shitty like hank the third style music in there and which this movie you know has because it's made by the 2014 hipsters and but apart from that i mean this is this is not a uh not a great movie but a fun movie i mean it's it's that's, it's that's a fun exactly movie. Right. It's a fun and, ride. And that's like, like when, when I went into this, I didn't know what it was really going to be because like when Eric, like when Eric recommended it, I'm like, Oh God, what are we getting into here? And he recommends anything. I'm just like, I'm fuck. scared. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to fucking suck. I'm scared more of about Eric recommended me a movie than like I am actually. I've movies. pretty much recommended all your favorite movies. So go fuck yourself. Yeah, but also you've recommended movies that I fucking hated, but not as many, which is surprising. But um, yeah, I mean, you recommended, I think, Possession years ago, which I, you know, I got to give you a kiss for. So he made um, me borrow Found, you know, like the first oh, time yeah. we fucking met and it like betrayed my trust. And I don't trust him with anything. <laughs> that movie is fucking phenomenal. That's his test. That's Eric's test of like, of like, all right, are you really cool? Yeah, like, Elliot's not cool. Elliot was not cool. I enjoyed this movie. I did not enjoy Found. Yeah, I mean, I liked I, I like this movie. Like, didn't you after, like Found? I did like Found yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah Found is like I, found this is, movie and Found are the same thing. Only Found thought they were gonna be a good movie, and Lake Nowhere was like, "This isn't gonna be good, dude. Let's just get fucking drunk and do this shit." I agree. I agree with that. But at the same time, like, I enjoyed Found enough. You know, I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was pretty. I don't know. We, 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 we cannot keep going back to found. <laughs> so it's, back it's to the, me back to this movie. Like when Eric recommended it, I, I didn't know what to expect, but I went in thinking like, Oh shit, this is going to be some kind of weird, like ride. And really it was very tame, like from what I was expecting. So I went into it. I'm just like, you know, kind of underwhelmed, but now like looking back on it, like some of the stuff was really great. Like, uh, really, overall, like, the gore was fucking insane. Like, over-the-top, ridiculous. I would say that that stood out. You know, and then also just, like, the fact that they, like, bandaged this girl up and turned her into, like, what they knew down the line was going to be, like, an iconic look for her in the movie. You know, where she's just, like, bandaged up all but for one eye. And that that was the creepiest thing in the movie to me, overall, is just her look, you know? And how, like, she's the technically the protagonist in the movie, but you know, through the whole movie, are you thinking you're kind of thinking like, Hey, is she going to like turn her around and like, she's going to be like the queen of the dead or whatever, you know, like what's, what's, what's happening here. What's really going on. I thought that was fun, but yeah, the, I could really honestly do without the cheesy, uh, bark face guy. <laughs> like, like I, I, I know like he's a creature I, of his environment, my friend. I, you know what? fair but at the same time like i don't dislike the killer i dislike his look a lot um i'm gonna tell I'm you right now from fishing alone i've pulled up shit from the lake that looks exactly like him so had that be in his home he definitely would look like that yeah but he's wearing like boots and jeans and because he like, used yeah. to be a person but now he's the lake I would have made him like at least uh, oh my God. constantly he, wet or something. Yeah, he is like nowhere. <laughs> like the greasy strangler, just like wet all the time. Yeah, or barnacled. Oh God, did you ever see the greasy strangler, Elliot? 
No. Don't. Jesus, don't do My it. My brother was trying to get me to watch it, and I was like, nah, I, I, I saw the trailer, and that was enough. It's, it's, yeah. Kenzie Elijah loves Wood movie. is all over that. He's all over that shit. Kenzie loves Fucking that shit. Fucking Ed Wood movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, so basically, Lake Nowhere, I... I like, I definitely give this movie a to-do if you like slasher movies. Like, and if you... I think the thing was, like, when I first saw it, like I was saying earlier, Eric recommended it, and I was thinking, like, I feel like there's not too, too much to talk about. Like, it is a fun, like, slasher movie. Yeah, that's what I said, and you guys were like, yeah, let's just do it then. I, I think I did say something similar to that, so fuck you, but... Well, I think short to talk about is what we want right now in our own personal lives. Yeah, to be (laughs) outside of this podcast. To be honest. So the parts of this movie were great, like looking back on it. Like when I saw him, like, you know, I was like waiting for something like crazy, like that I've never seen before happen. I do also like that the zombie guy like came back and then like started like just fucking fucking shit up again. Uh, But I think my favorite scene from this movie is the scene that I actually put on Instagram. where essentially the guy gets his uh, head just chopped clean off and it's just a spray of blood <laughs> and you know, his head drops down and then his body drops down and the blood is still squirting out. And it does this like crazy cool, like cascade of blood on the camera. Like it drips down in this really kind of cool, like acid trippy way. I don't know, man. I thought that was pretty fucking tight. Yeah, and I mean, you have to go into this movie knowing what to expect to actually dig it, you know, that this is going to be a stupid campy kind of grindhouse, yeah. you know? Yeah. You're no gonna, you're fun. having, you go into this movie with a good mood and, you know, a lap full of popcorn and candy and soda and just fucking 51 minutes of just mindless enjoyment. Like I'm sure part of the whole, like the fake trailers and the, the VHS stuff at the beginning was to kind of like put you in the mood so that you could tolerate the rest of the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, which is fair enough. Like, so really, when it comes down to it, the movie, probably was only like 50, 35 minutes or something like something like that, right? The trailers took up quite a bit, like nine minutes, I think. But I will argue a little bit on Elliot's point of like the, the kind of the filters and the VHS styling, like being just very annoying. I I honestly thought it was uh, pretty good. I enjoyed it. Like, I, it doesn't look exactly like a VHS, but it looks enough like it to where if you're a kid who didn't watch VHS constantly, it's it looks good enough for it to pass. And I've yeah. tried several times to make videos look like authentic VHS. It's hard <laughs> as fuck to get like an actual vid- like well, to get the visuals of VHS. I still watch a lot of VHS movies. <laughs> So I have some pretty old ones, and whenever you try to watch one that may have a little mold or something on it, you're going to get hella degradation, but you're going to sit through it and watch it. And that's kind of the vibe it gave me. Like, this was a movie I found in the garage, and it's got some mold in it, but I'm going to enjoy it. It looks like a digital film that was made to try to look like 80s reel-to-reel that then was tried to make make to look like the best VHS you've ever seen. And that's what it looks like. I'll dis- I, I have to disagree. I, I have to disagree with you there. I, I thought literally it, what they did. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, it doesn't look like it. I, I mean, think cause they put the film scratches and everything on there and, and then like, they were all unique too. Cause that, that's hard to do the, to, to do a unique like film scratch and like splicing and stuff like that. And like weird pauses. Like, yeah. And then they, they, then they, try to make that look like it was, you know, the film that was recorded on the VHS, but that's still like probably the clearest VHS I've seen in the last time. Yeah, I get you. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, don't get me wrong though. Like, if I could pull something off like that, I would. I mean, I would. We should. The fact that it was budget, I would definitely lean into the filters and everything like that, and obscure the the time period and, and make shit ambiguous, just because that's gonna help you out in the end if you just lean into that shit. Yeah, we should really try to film a full blown slasher at some point. Well, when COVID's not COVID, not COVIDing. I'm not even afraid anymore. If it's gonna kill me, let it kill me. We should just have Eric have his own horror movie where it's just like him filming himself just walking around places without a mask. And it's either he, <laughs> either he gets sick and dies or people beat him up. For Dude, now that I've been like out fishing and stuff a lot more and going to like lakes and stuff that I've never been to before, I've got a lot of cool places we can go fucking film. Actually, yeah, you're, you're probably – that's true. I mean like I mean, we just need a, a plot. <laughs> no we don't need you guys to to get away well, from true. the uh, get away from the pond behind my house yeah we can't the, the overpass there. you guys are this film there like you probably shouldn't <laughs> i see police go over there all the time people think their bodies yeah, over you there. don't need a fucking plot you just need some fucking all we need is people that's i mean we can get and people. like effects we can totally get people we need effects is what we need yeah, we mean, barely even need people honestly we just need effects we need effects but uh, what right. you need is, and with I guess these people, you need a, a good, a good-looking slasher. I weigh my slashers not on the quality of the film, but on what that dude looks like, because that's what's going to make it or break it for the ten-year-old inside of me. Did you like the bark face? Uh, not really. <laughs> I liked I liked the way he handled that zombie though. Yeah. I mean, like that dude is still like being a zombie, doing all the run amuck with that fucking axe in his head. And he just like went up to him, and, like tilted his head, and like took care of it. Yeah. He's like, I got. He's like, I got fucking. I ain't got time for this shit. <laughs> it's a fucking Wednesday, and you kids got me out here. Come on, let's get this fucking zombie in a goddamn like. Oh my god. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it was still a fun slasher. If you haven't seen it, it's actually on Amazon Prime, but it's also on Vimeo and I believe YouTube, somewhere. So y'all can go ahead and, you know, watch that shit. But, um, but yeah, anything else we want to mention, Eric? Uh, any other closing points? Watch it. I say it's a to-do. It's a fucking to-do. It's a fun I say it's movie a to-do. for me. It's a to-do if you do like cheesy, ridiculous slasher movies. And if you don't, you're not a real horror fan. Fuck you. Oh, my God. Fuck off. No, no, that's ridiculous. No. But nope. no, it is. No. Nope. Okay, well, all right. So I guess that is about it. I don't know what, what, um, you know, what do we, what do we plan on doing the next time? Probably Saint Maud. Oh shit! Is that out? Yeah. What the fuck is that? It's like this movie that was super hyped up earlier. A twenty four movie. Yeah. It's about like this girl who is like, I guess, a caretaker for this old lady who's like dying or whatever. But then the girl who's taking care of her is super religious. And the older lady's like an atheist and she like, is, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, but it looks pretty fucking crazy or it could suck. Who knows? Is it a horror movie? Cause we've been, been doing a lot of non horror movies. Uh, I mean, it's marketed as one. I mean, they, they, they market everything as a horror movie, right? Mm. So you never really can tell what you just said. doesn't sound like a horror movie. I mean, it kind of is. Well, yeah. But thrillers are different. Thriller. I don't know what, until you watch mm. it. But it's fucking. It's out in the U. It's out in the UK. Yeah. I mean, at that uh, rate, we could just do the Possessor movie. It looks like a horror movie. I mean, it is sci-fi, but like, I think we should do it. 
people are saying like it's fucking crazy. But Saint Maud though, it's a psychological horror. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got, in the vein of like obviously Midsummer. Yeah, it's A twenty four. We can announce my pick for next week. So, I guess no. I guess we won't. Yeah, you got to think of something. No Texas Chainsaw Massacre either. Yeah, Ellie's going to have to cook something up. Well, I don't know what you fuckers have seen or not. Something that's not extremely mainstream and Hunter hasn't seen. Yeah. It's easy to get me something like, that I haven't seen. And then Eric, he hasn't seen most movies in like a decade. There. And if, it's a, time, right? if it's a British or Canadian movie, I might not have seen it. Me yeah, neither. So now it. I got to start liking people I don't like. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, Spiral, I think, was Canadian. It's a Canadian yeah, film. 100% it was. was. That's why it sucks. Oh, you're fucking wrong. But, uh, all right, well, cool. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll let y'all know. <laughs> so, I guess that's about it. We're still trying to work out what we're going to be bringing to the table next week for y'all. But, you know, just uh, let us know what you want to see, and we'll be happy to uh, do whatever you want. So, as always, if you have any movies that you would like for us to watch as a group, or if you have any stories that you would like Eric to read on Catfish's Creepy Tales, or if you have any deep dives that you want Elliot to do on Dad's or Stash, drop us a line at cultofhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to contact us and just chat with us, you know, give us a follow on uh, Instagram, Cult of Horror Podcast. We are on Facebook at Cult of Horror. We are on YouTube at Cult of Horror. We are on TikTok at Cult of Horror. And that's about it. So anything else we want to wrap on? Nope. All right. I hope y'all are in the middle or I guess nearing the end of enjoying uh, your spooky season, but uh, we'll see y'all next week and we love you. Drink the Kool-Aid. Eric. Farewell. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elliot. Welcome to the Cult of Horror. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Spiral. Uh, it's a vegan restaurant, Fort Worth. Delicious. Uh, it's not, okay. Um, what, what am I supposed to be saying? No, shut the fuck up. All right. Until we meet Never again, mind. friends. <laughs> that is the corniest thing you've ever done. It's it's spooky. Hey, it's spooky. At least it's something. It's fucking October. It's spoozy. Like <laughs> being scared is fun. We now have sugar-free Kool-Aid for all our diabetic members. All right. Y'all guys come out. <laughs> y'all guys be coming out here right now. Y'all have a good y'all. Join the cult. Y'all be drinking Kool-Aid. Um, I just want to say shout out to my mother. Um, how y'all doing? Hope y'all is fine. Thank you. Drink That's it. That's it. All right. That's a wrap. <laughs> Fucking time. Oh.
What? About damn time.